3: Everyone. Welcome to the Curious Matter After Show. I'm Alison Hayslip, and my co-pilot here is Alyssa DeVries, and we are going to be your hosts as we take a deeper dive into this season's episodes. We're going behind the scenes to learn a little bit more about these stories and their authors. And you do what we do, and you know, to do what we always do, geek out on all things sci-fi and horror. Now, tonight's show is live on Twitch every other week. So all of you out there in podcast land, you can come over and join us at uh, twitch.tv f and funny. Now, tonight on the show, we have almost the entire cast of Star Hunter. Please welcome Jonathan Pezza, Colin Ferguson, Jonathan Edelman. I'm making sure I'm missing, I'm getting everyone. <laughs> Wife <laughs> Renee, yeah. Scott Pezza, Jeremy Pezza, Melissa Starr, Tian Nguyen, and Tiffany Smith. Did I get everyone? I think I did. Yes! Yeah! You did we have a guest on the way from London, who's also going to be joining us sh- soon, we're, Jack Bauman. We're Y'all. hoping. We're- it is a full a full, full yes, board here in front of me. Um, hello everyone, and congratulations on uh on completing this story on a wonderful finale uh i feel like just to make things simple i'm going to go around and ask each of you to say who your character was on the show so everyone can hear your real voices instead of your character voices so so jonathan we'll start with you i mean you're you're our creator here but i know you also do voices on the show did you have any in this episode i
2: did i, I had three actually uh, oh, really? i was uh I was Mr. Wasselitz at the beginning, the evil, the evil voice. I was nice. uh, the like dr- the drone at the end. And I was like the Casey Kasem, like feed announcer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Your favorite, <laughs> yeah, uh, Wonderful. Okay. Colin, we got to go to you next. I think we know who you are, but let's say it.
4: Uh, I'm Colin Ferguson and I played uh, Ross Hume.
3: Nice. And that's the Thanks. only voice you did in this entire show, right?
4: Yeah, I actually speak naturally <laughs> in a very high pitched voice, and that was all incredible performance.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, now we will go to Tiffany Smith, the one and only. You, are technically Hello. two characters,
1: I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm Tiffany Smith, and I voiced Vina and Elise for yeah. Star
3: Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, you, I- missed it. <laughs> you missed it last week, but when the reveal came out about the 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 two characters being the same. The body basically i was like oh that makes so much more sense because i was thinking yeah. in episode two i was like why did he have tiffany voice that other like random character who was there for a scene <laughs> I like, and then i was like oh got it got it got it <laughs> yeah yeah uh so wonderful to have you here all right now we're gonna go we gotta go to family next because we have multiple pezos, <laughs> aka jonathan's family on uh scott let's go to you who are you uh, you're in this episode correct
5: Um, I'm in the first episode only. I am the very, very short-lived Vince Hume.
3: Oh, Vince Hume. There we go. Well, wonderful to have you here. And now, Jeremy, you are in this episode.
6: (laughs) I am. And I am also very short-lived the first mate that dies in the (laughs) prologue.
3: So Jonathan basically just brings his family members on to murder them off very quickly
7: it's cheaper than therapy it's cheaper than therapy there you go
2: <laughs> jeremy's been in every story that we've been in curious matter since oh. the very beginning
3: so you really like killing him off
6: every every, <laughs> yeah. every story yeah i've died in every single episode i've been in
3: wait jonathan-, really? jonathan and scott oh yes. my gosh jonathan and scott i should have asked you both what is your relation to jonathan sorry jeremy and scott i should have asked you what is your relation to jonathan
5: we're all cousins all cousins Those fathers are all brothers Oh, wow. I like it. There were
2: six brothers.
5: Oh, my gosh. Wow.
3: Did they all have boys? I mean, I'm assuming there's a few girls in there, but
6: are there boys? I am am the only boy out of four.
7: Wow.
3: All right. Uh, Next on my screen is Blythe. Now, I, I don't believe you were in this episode because you were one of my favorite characters and I know where you are. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, that makes me so happy. Um, I was not in this episode, but uh, I did play the hunter's guide in previous episodes and also a voice at the beginning of episode two with a terrible like Eastern European accent. I like, <laughs> wanted to <laughs> coached out of me with uh, amazing patience. <laughs> accents no, are not my forte so
2: it was like it was like faux french <laughs> it
0: was terrible is what it
2: was just
3: just roll your r's just roll your r's yes yes. Yeah. throw in a couple of long
2: like, space French. There was, like, space Australian.
0: Space, yeah. it's space accents
2: can be whatever they want to be.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that that was what Jonathan said. He was like, ah, it's, it, it's space. It can be whatever. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be accurate. And I was like, well, good, because it's not yeah. going to be.
3: I mean, George Lucas convinced everyone that there was no underwear in space. So, you know, accents <laughs> are free-wheeling. Uh Okay, Jonathan, let's go to you. Who are you in this episode? Are you in this episode is probably the first
8: question. oh you're still muted, my friend. oh. oh.
2: The space bar is not working. Just
8: on the there you, there you go. Fine. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was I was the fabulous Kirk Chambers.
3: Nice, amazing, nice. Okay,
9: and now uh, Melissa. Space bar is also not working for me. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I am not in this episode. I was the captain of the ill-fated uh, Largo Drift. Oh yes, yes. I, I,
3: I remember that crash very, very well.
9: Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh and tian
3: uh we do not hear you in this episode i believe but you're at the beginning
10: yes um i played young elise yeah amazing and uh,
3: to be quite fair i thought you were i thought this was going to be a story about a young girl like because you're you're the entire first half of that episode uh and then when we time jumped i was like man i'm not prepared for any of this like this every every jump this show made i was like wait what? who's who now? and where are we going? And it, I, the fact that it just wrapped up so cleanly is amazing. So, Jonathan, what was this like for you to finally complete this story? Because I believe this is the biggest the biggest story you've taken on in this anthology series
2: um it was it was it felt really great. it was it was this one was the toughest one for sure. I mean, this episode had like eight hundred rocks in it. <laughs> it's just rock city for two days. Um, Yeah. Uh, But no, this was, this was so much fun. You know, I knew that this story was going to be really exciting for people because it had so many twists and turns and it was so far from, from what your expectation of what this story was supposed to be at the beginning. And, um, and I can now tell you what the original ending was. Oh, right. right? Thank goodness. Yeah. Which is, which was that in like 1960s trope world, they get stuck inside the mountain. There's They don't really meet the alien that's in there. There is one in there, a ship in the lake. They, they just kind of get stuck in there and basically wither to the point where they can't do much and then realize that the way to get through the barrier, this is super 1960s, is to not try to get through the barrier.
3: Oh God, it's like Michael Crichton, like Spear stuff happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was like, so now you understand why it was like, okay, we got to drive the ending from character standpoint yeah. instead of from like the sixties trope where it was like, Oh, it was Lancer figured out that, that it was a he in the original that like, if you tripped and accidentally fell through it, you could get out. But if you tried <laughs> to, it was, it was, it was so, it was so bad sixties. It was the worst. <laughs> And but and that's one of the reasons why I kept saying I kept circling this because it had such a like for such an amazing thing. It had a an ending that just didn't match the rest of the story. And uh, and and once I was just like, I'm just going to I know what my ending is going to be. I know how to I know how to ultimately make this about the characters. Then I was I was confident that I could make it fun.
3: You, you didn't want to put in just a little Easter egg of someone accidentally tripping and falling through that. Now you're <laughs>
4: Like, it is my I'm... least
2: my least favorite sound effect in uh in 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 it which I couldn't get anything better was like the banging on the force field like banging on that wall like I could not figure out how to not make how to make it not like a cheesy um I'm sure you guys are hearing my dings um no okay good yeah. uh there are text messages coming in um the uh how to not make that sound cheesy to me, like banging on that thing. I tried a million things I, and that was the one sound effect that I was like, it just didn't, did, it just didn't hold up for me. It was the one super disappointing sound effect.
3: Man, I, I, I'm watching Colin's face as you're telling this, this original ending and just like knowing his, his previous work, I feel like he would have been thrilled to do a fake trip through, <laughs> through a barrier. Colin, do you agree? You gotta say it though, bud, You're on. It, this is audio after this. Yeah,
4: absolutely. That's, I mean, I would just love to sort of have the character sit in front of the, the field for like like walking on rocks going, oh, oh, oh and then falling, it would have been amazing.
3: <laughs> Although now that like, yeah, TC's like stuck under the rocks and it happens then and then you're like, no, how do I get
2: back in? <laughs> cut to, cut to credits. <laughs> the yeah, the rock, no, got like, yeah, the rock slide didn't happen the or the the cave-in didn't happen um yeah they just they just kind of they just kind of get out and then and then you know the space police show up and ross just kind of explains everything that happens and then it's just like okay go on you're good (laughs) it's just like
3: well i i think i'm pretty sure i can speak for everyone when i say thank you for giving us a much more epic ending yes Uh, absolutely yeah, T- Tiffany, how do you feel about this ending since your your characters uh, kind of go through the biggest <laughs> uh, transition, the biggest story? How did you feel? Do you feel satisfied with this ending? Yeah, I just remember
1: like we would do episodes and Jonathan would be like, did you read it? Did you have a chance to read it? Is anything confusing? Do you understand what's happening? Can you follow everything? Because there's so much that happens. And um, I remember when we first started recording um, and we were talking about the two different voices. I was like, can I give her an accent? Like, so that way it's not as, it's not just like me talking higher pitched and then like lower voice or something. Um, so the crazy part was, we didn't even really talk that much about the voice. I was like, well, I'm Creole. So maybe I'll try like a little bit of like Southern Creole accent and just play with it. And we did it. And then the next time I had to do it, I was like, Oh crap. What did I do last (laughs) time? (laughs) So the accent was your idea. We like, we talked about it. And then it was kind of like, how about, how's this? How's this yeah. sound? Um, and Jonathan, feel free to jump in. If you're like, that is not how it happened, Tiffany. No, yeah, that's, All cool. of that's it.
2: <laughs> what, was, what was, what was interesting is we had recorded, I had recorded Gregor first, who's the like, who's like the bouncer, the mean bouncer in, in that bar at the beginning in the Starfall. And he had done like a Creole accent. So I was like, oh, it's fine. It's great. You can do yeah. Creole. Great. We're good. Yeah. We've already got like, now it's, now it's, Nuwaddle's got this Creole thing going on it, that planet.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah, so you <laughs> you set up the whole, like, dialect for that, was that a whole planet?
2: Or- yeah, that whole, yeah, it's a planet, yeah.
3: <laughs> like, there's so many locations, yeah. what was that? <laughs> yes. Uh, how about uh, for the rest of you, when you were uh, recording, did you have any fun discussions with Jonathan about where your character was supposed to go, or what they were supposed to do, or did, were you able to bring in
8: your own ideas to uh who you played
2: i think you're gonna have to pick people yeah or i'll, I'll <laughs> just jump in
8: i be kirk and jump in i i remember talking to, to john about um christian bale kind of right at the beginning but in i don't know if you've ever played Bushido blade from back in the day on playstation but there was this character and he would do his ending and he would say sleep well and i had the he had the silky quality to him so i just tried to i tried to bring him out when I did the character and it was a little bit of that and a little bit American American psycho as well so. that and I think I told you to be a, a space Targaryen and a space Targaryen. Yes.
3: a space Targaryen that's a great I mean even though it makes no sense it makes all the sense yeah like what a great descriptor for a character um tell you what I just realized a way that's going to make this easier when I have to ask a group question If you have an answer you want to give, do the little hand emoji thing, like raise your hand on Zoom, and then
2: I can call on you.
3: And then (laughs) this must be how teachers figured out how to run classes at the beginning of the pandemic.
2: (laughs) Is that what you do? I don't even know how to do that.
3: What? Hit reactions. Oh, my gosh. We're in like year three of Zoom, Jonathan. Come on.
2: (laughs) I just hold my hand up.
3: All right. You can also do that regardless. Uh, so does anyone else want to chime in on, on this question? Any like good discussions you had with Jonathan about who your character would be or how it would, uh,
5: translate vocally? TN maybe? I, I just oh. had to die. That was yes. <laughs> the only it's question. Like... How much pain am I in? Uh, <laughs> how much am I able to project Because I'm pretty much dead.
3: Did you actually ask that? How much pain am I in?
5: Uh, we did. Yeah. Actually talk about that. Just, you know, as a, sort of amateur coming from the outside of, well, what's possible? Uh, you know, what exactly is happening? And um, yeah, I have a lot of respect for what you folks do for a living. So uh, <laughs> mostly it was asking uh, how dead I am and apologizing for not being a professional.
3: And apologizing for not being a professional. Listen, we all figured out how to do this from home over the last two years. We're, we're not that much further ahead. You know? It's in
7: your blood. You're a Peza. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Peza.
2: Uh,
11: Alyssa, how's okay, chat? Theatrical. Yeah. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman. And it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more.
7: A message from the Fable and Folly Network. Chat is looking good. Uh, we don't have any questions so far, but some fun commentary. Uh, we got De basically Louisiana, and Professor Shy Guy is lonely being the only one chatting in the chat, so I recommend that all the rest of you people send us some questions, because have yeah, so, so many sure. amazing cast members here.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, okay, here, I'm going to, I have asked this a few times. Oh, Tiffany has
1: something she wants to chime in with. I raised my hand.
11: You did. Um, It worked. It totally worked.
1: (laughs) I raised my real hand. Um, it was, I just, it was really cool getting to record stuff. I think usually when you do voiceover, you're by yourself, but this for this situation was much more like I literally was in my closet. And so Jonathan and I would like record and then we'd end up talking for like 45 minutes about just like life and geek stuff. And like, <laughs> um, and half the time I would almost pass out because I had to do so much like running, breathing. Okay. Can you do more screams? Or I'd have to be like, can we do all the screams at the end? Because I'm going to be totally burnt out. Um, and then it's just cool hearing it all come together. Cause like Colin and I had known each other for a long time and Allison too, and like hearing your guys' voices come together at the end, like hearing it all in one piece is really, really awesome. Also, I have like a beast animal that's joined me. He was like, I'm I didn't get to be on the pod, I didn't get to be on the audio drama, but I will be on the after show. Yes. I will I will steal this show from you right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, that was just a little bit of the recording stuff that nice. I thought I'd
3: share. Yes, Colin.
4: Uh, it's so good to hear this sort of stuff because I don't I I'm new to you know, voiceover type stuff. And so I always felt like I was failing when we'd start the session. And I would say, could I do all the yelling at the end? Because my voice can't do it. How does everyone else do it? I can't, you know, and so it's great to hear someone like Tiffany say, yeah, I want to do all that at the end. I was like, oh, it's not just me. Okay, great. So it's it's fun to see all these similar lives play out in, in
3: isolation. Yeah, you almost always do the yelling at the end. Otherwise
1: you're spent. There were yeah. literally days where I would message him and be like, Hey, I can't do it. Is there screaming today? I can't do it today. (laughs) I was like, if there's screaming, that's happening. We're going to have to do it on like the next one. Um, so yeah, definitely like pre-planning stuff where it was like, am I doing the accent today or am I doing the screaming today? Which one? (laughs) Right.
3: Did anyone else have a ton of
10: screaming? I don't,
2: well, I'm
3: sure the Pezzas were.
2: Oh, young Elise. Young Elise has a lot of screaming. She's like all screaming.
10: Yeah, that was like so fun. Um, we I would like jump up and down and like around in in Jonathan's like recording studio, and just to like get my um, heart racing so that I can like do all the gasps and screams and things like that it was so much fun. Uh,
3: for, so uh, see, and I'll start. I'll start with you if you don't mind. But for those who haven't been on the the after show before, I'd love to know how you got involved in the project? How did Jonathan find you? Did you already know Jonathan? But what's your origin story for this project?
10: Well, uh, Jonathan and I go way back. He actually is such a talented writer and director and musician. Um, He had uh, wrote a movie called String Theory, a short, and a few years back, and he casted me as one of the leads in the movie and taught me like, you know, all of his songs, the songs that he was in the movie to play and sing. And so it was the best experience and what a privilege it was when he was like, Hey, do you, I'm doing this audio audio drama. Do you want to lend your voice? And I was just like, hell yeah. Like let's do it.
9: That's awesome.
3: Uh, wonderful. How about, uh, Melissa, how about you? How'd you get involved? I feel like you've been in previous episodes of CMA and he just brought it a ringer.
9: (laughs) Uh, I was in uh, a lot of season one, actually, Uh, and uh, it was it was kind of interesting because I've I've known I've known Peza for 12 years now. Uh, I know him because he is a college friend of my husband's. Uh, And he called me up one day and said, hey, I'm doing this audio drama. Send me just just send me a quick monologue here. You can read this for me. And I'm like, all right. So I read it and he calls me up and goes, hey, congratulations, you got the part. And I was like, great. So I show up for recording and I discover that I am the lead character in a five-part episode <laughs> where he's like, I don't know if you're going to live to the end yet. I haven't written it all. We'll see what happens.
3: <laughs> Depends on how good you are.
9: I I made it, so you I made mean it. to the you very end, it. we'll say. And and, <laughs> and, in, the, and in subsequent stories, so. I yeah, she's I got to come back
2: in, in second variety, yeah. Second variety. Guys, that was a lot guys, of fun. This,
9: it was a lot of fun, even if I did almost pass out recording at the end. <laughs> this yeah. seems like a common. Theme. It's like
2: <laughs> you. it was like you and Amy Vorpal in this like insane final sequence. Yeah, in that. In that.
3: Nice, uh, Blythe. How did how did Jonathan rope you into this?
0: Uh, yeah, I've known Jonathan for years. We've been friends for I don't know over a decade at this point. It's been so long, and we've just kind of been uh, those friends that kind of like touch and you know you y- you like are in contact. And and then you disappear off each other's radar for like a year. And then you come back together and it's like, you never left. And we had, uh, I, I don't even remember why, but we got back in contact recently. We were just catching up and you know, uh, he, I was telling him that I was doing some voice acting and like video games and things. And he was like, well, I'm doing this audio podcast. And I was like, I love audio fiction. Let's, let's go. So yeah.
3: Wonderful. Yeah. Jonathan made the, motion of getting his claws. Into <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're tied she's,
2: in. She's in Borderlands three. She's in tiny Tina's. Oh. She has been doing some really awesome stuff.
3: Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how about Jonathan Edelman? How did, how did you get
8: involved? Uh, so I think I was just trying to figure out, I was counting on my fingers. It's been almost 25 years that I've known. Uh, oh my goodness. I actually was his, his R.A., in college
3: (laughs) what?
8: and uh, I was also uh Melissa's husband's RA in college as well so kind of like but recently we've been doing D&D together and he told us about everything he's doing and man I love audio drama it's just awesome and I actually started out doing acting in Emerson so this was kind of like a let me in let me in I want to play kind of thing so that's incredible man
3: I I thought I thought roping in family was gonna be like the big ass,
8: but friends from college. Yeah, I don't think I ever gave him a violation, <laughs> did I? There was no violations,
2: no no, no. Breaking, no no I was I was pretty good. You know, yeah. he was like the first person. So if you know em- anything about Emerson, Emerson is like notorious for go like, lions. I went to Emerson blue- College. Blue- you did, yeah. Blue-haired, blue haired, blue is like blue haired freaks is like what we're known for as and proud to be. And so he was the first person he was like one john was like one of the first person people i met in college like they were offloading your stuff out of the car walk upstairs and he's standing at the door and he is dressed he is like long black hair and Marilyn manson makeup and he's like welcome to emerson
3: oh my god like on purpose or was that just your vibe back then
2: yeah no that was that
8: was the, that was the thing that, that that was the, yeah. yeah. i
3: don't know if you were doing it to like intimidate incoming oh, freshmen no, no, no. I, no it was just it was just you Got it.
8: <laughs> and I was really, I was really proud. I was, I was a very happy goth, which I, I think is like, you know, <laughs> sorely like misrepresented.
3: Uh, oh, a happy goth. I love that. Uh, and then the, to the cousins, I mean, I understand that you have familial obligations, but what made you actually say yes when he asked you to do this?
6: So I, about, what is this, like 17 years ago now, I just jumped in the car and drove to California. And luckily, John needed a roommate. And I was like, oh, I'll get into the industry. And that lasted about a week. He took me on a shoot uh, to help him with audio. And I was like, I like to listen to music. This would be easy. And I don't know, that's how I, I got in the crew. And ever since then, he just, he seeks my opinion on things. And then, I always say I'm a, I'm a pioneer. I've been listening to podcasts for like 20 years. So like long before anybody even knew what they were. So when he told me he was starting that, I was like, Oh, I got to get in on that. I
3: mean, were they even called podcasts 20 years ago?
6: Gosh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember much 20 years ago. I do remember. And Melissa can tell her husband that she, he can finally spill the beans on what happened at my 30th birthday party with him my greatest melissa
3: looks shocked she's like i'm listening let's go this
6: is not
9: that show (laughs) (laughs) it could be though it could be (laughs) it is is the welcome welcome to
2: chaos it is the after show this is the chaos (laughs) episode so wait are we
3: not hearing the 30th birthday story
6: oh no we're not (laughs) oh we're not (laughs) this This is just a tease just a tease
3: Next time we bring Pez's back on, we're going to give everyone a little booze, and then we're going to hear the thirtieth birthday story.
5: Uh, Scott, how about you? I guess it's my turn. I'll, I'll be the downer. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, like Jonathan and I, you know, we've kept in touch over the years, East Coast, West Coast. Um, but from the time when John was out here, unfortunately, in the past couple of years, we've uh, we've seen each other at some funerals. So I I can't remember if it was my my dad's. Or our grandmothers, um, when we were just talking about what he was doing and it was one of those one of the times when you say, you know what, it, it puts things in perspective. You want to be a little closer to family, which is really tough to do in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so when we were talking about this, I said, Well, I you know, I've got a microphone for work, so yeah, let's do it. So sorry, sorry, that's a little bit of a
3: quite no, as <laughs> I mean- is
5: fun as is, is Jeremy's thirtieth birthday story. Um, no, oh yeah, but that's that's how I how, how I got involved.
3: It's a lovely silver lining in an otherwise sad occasion. Um, and what a great way to get family together! That is really nice.
2: Um, My feeling about all this is that it's always from the beginning been about kind of creating a troop, and that troop, like anybody who gets involved with this, kind of becomes part of the family in the sense that and and comes back and just has fun with it. And and you know, I'm so grateful for everybody who's been a part of it. And and we've kind of just like taking this experiment on. And I think that even though we've brought together people that would be considered kind of amateur performers at the beginning, I don't think you hear that on the other end. I think it's just about how hard everybody works. And it's and it's it just turns into that, like, it's not a movie, but movie magic. It's just the thing that happens when everything comes together.
3: Yeah, I don't think I would have thought that there was a single person, a single voice that I heard on the show that wasn't a professional. And it just all sounded so good. Especially, especially that out hunter. uh, Oh crap. What was my character's name? Out hunter chief officer. What, who did I play?
2: You're the, like the the hunter's guild official.
3: Hunter's guild official. That's it. (laughs) I mean, even she brought it.
2: She definitely brought it. You were great. This episode, this was. Standout
7: performance.
3: I gave it.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) I gave you the, like, I gave you the, uh, the, the, you know, the, um, Starfleet Academy speech.
3: Ah, I love it. And, and I have a, a similar to what, to what Tiffany was saying. Uh, well, first off we had to record it so quickly that Jonathan had sent me the script and then four hours later was like, have you read it? Can we record? And I was like, oh, I haven't, do I need to read the script or can I just read the scene? And he was like, you'll be fine with just the scene. And I was like, great, which I totally was. And then we were like in my closet and recorded. And then we were just like gabbing, of course, as you do. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, wait, you're coming with me. Cause I'm about to pass out in my own closet. Cause I don't have air conditioning. <laughs> I was like, we can keep talking, but you have to come on a journey with me right now. Uh,
2: all right. I'm, so That's I- why I've turned, I've turned my basement into this, like, like this creative womb. <laughs> so that Ooh. like I can, cause I spend so much time in here. That's like, a way
3: better room. name than man cave. Creative, wound. creative yeah i love that it's like
2: the a comfy space i spend way too much time in
3: yeah wonderful okay i'm going to this is going to be a question for everyone so i'm going to go around again uh but i'm also kind of combining if you don't have an answer for one you can give me the answer for the other so what is your favorite line that you had in the show and or if you could have voiced a different character in the show who would you have wanted to voice Jonathan, I'm gonna start with you because you know everything forward and backwards, and I'm gonna give the rest of the team time to think about their answers.
2: Who would I wanna have? Who would my favorite line? I mean, my favorite line is obviously happy hunting. I think. <laughs> Our final <you> line? <laughs> the final, but I mean, I've been waiting five episodes to, to put that line in.
3: <laughs> You're like, um, I know exactly what the last line is gonna be.
2: I know what the exact like that's if you can know what your last line is, you can write anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't, you know, I wouldn't have played anybody else. I think that uh, I think that everybody was so perfect. I, I couldn't imagine anyone else in any of the roles.
3: Like, yeah, I guess if you were choosing someone else, then you would have been knocking your own casting choice. So uh, Colin, how about you? You look like you're in deep thought over this question. I am
4: a deep thought. I'm like, what were any of the lines that I said? And that's. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know you do you you're doing it on the on the day. I remember really liking in the last episode getting to do that long run um, of the uh, the entry, the uh, journal entry or the the broadcast. What is it? What do we call it? Do we have words for that? I'm sure John's No words for that. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan,
1: you need to write stuff down for Colin. You just need to
4: write it down and email it. To- <laughs> I, I Answer had. this. It was done. It was. You, you're like, I already did that. Happy hunting. Happy hunting was my favorite line. Because when you <laughs> know how something ends, it is always <laughs> a good way. Right? Maybe. That's what I should have said. No, uh, To play another part, though, um, I don't know. I thought everyone did such a good job. I was so impressed with everybody um, going through, You know all the accents and all the different um, textures that everybody brought. So I don't, I don't have anything that I felt like I would have wanted to. I felt like if I did someone's part, it would have been a step down. So I don't love putting myself in that position. So
3: I, I guess I'm not asking for you to recast someone. I just mean, like, like, I would say my answer would be would be Blythe's role just because I thought it was such a fun character, not because I don't like what Blythe did. I loved what Blythe did was why I found the character so fun. And it would be like fun shoes to step into.
7: Yeah, more um, like right. dream role. Like, what yeah, do you think, <laughs> what other role do you think would have been silly if you did it
4: right? I don't know. I I think I liked so the comedic stuff that so many of the other people did that I'd love to take. I love, I love a good joke. So any good joke that someone pulled off, I was like, Oh, I want to try that. Oh, um, like those, like those
3: henchmen who got murdered in a uh, episode exactly. three, I think.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But nobody's emailed me a response to this question yet. So I'm just, I'm waffling. Nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's too bad. Like Jack. Yeah. Jack is starns. So he was supposed to be here tonight, but I think he got stuck in the London tube or something. Yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, though, like, I've, like, for me, yes, like, it, Shri Suara was supposed to be or she had a, a, a migraine tonight, so she couldn't make it. But for me, it was like, it was, when, when the four original characters are together and the banter that happens when the four of them are together, for me, those scenes are so much fun.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, because they're, they're straight up just like sci-fi adventure. And so it can be like playful and goofy and, and that stuff is so great.
3: Awesome. Uh, Tiffany, how about you? Favorite line and or
1: other role you would want to take on? Um, so I have probably like two lines. One that I just kept having to go back to to get the accent. I don't know why it just always got stuck in my head when I was like, get one of them boys over there to do it. Like every time I had to get into her voice, I had to say that line to myself over and over again um, to drop in. So nice. that, I don't know why that was one of my favorite ones that just stuck out. And then I liked that because I didn't get the joke, <laughs> The like, wait, what's cattle? <laughs> like where she tries to say the cattle joke later and then she's like, but wait, is someone actually going to tell me what they are? Cause I <laughs> still don't understand. Um, so that was probably the two that I liked a lot. Um, and then I would probably say like, I would, I would do it all over again and then Colin and I could swap roles.
3: <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah, see, there's an answer, Colin. <laughs> that's,
1: that's a, a great, great answer. answer. Let's do that. Let's swap roles. Jonathan sent me an email. I just read it faster than you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like, I think, and I, I guess it would be more that like, I wish we could all record together because I think there's a lot of stuff and it, you guys all did such a great job editing it and putting everything together where it's like the jokes that, you know, if we could have been in the same space, I think you can play with it even more, but I think they crushed it the way it was. But if we could swap roles and record together, I would have loved that.
3: That would have been very fun. Yeah. Blythe, how about you? And you should totally say my role and then we can switch roles like Colin and Tiffany. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Definitely. All right. So um... the all universe version of the (laughs) the audio drama. Uh well, I, I know everybody has said happy hunting like seriously and as a joke, but like all of my little hunter's guide and like pieces ended with happy hunting. And it was it was always my favorite uh thing that we were recording because you didn't want it to sound the same. Right. And so y- you're also like kind of sending people off into like serious danger and you're just like happy hunting. And so I was just like, <laughs> how many different ways can I say happy hunting Like, am I upbeat? Am I, this one's kind of dark, like don't die, uh, you know? <laughs> so it's just a really fun line to play with every time we hit it. Um, so also happy hunting for me. You're like, am
3: I a psychotic robot? Is that what I am now? I mean, yeah. That
0: is my niche, uh, like cute, cute, but murdery robot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love it. Love <laughs> it. My favorite kinds of characters. I agree. Um, and yeah, obviously we would just swap. I <laughs> I want the gravitas. I want the opportunity to bring that gravitas yes. that you brought tonight. You can have
3: your own Starfleet Academy moment.
0: Yes, thank you. Nice.
3: Uh, Jonathan Edelman, how about you? Yeah, I was trying to,
8: it's going to be a toss up. I mean, the the joke from, tonight's show with the should have gone with the chrome really, really struck home for me. Um, I, I think it's probably that one or I'm trying to remember how it went with the water cats, but it was talking about the description of the water cats. That was a lot of fun to say as well. Um, but, you know, choosing another character, I, I don't know. I think Kirk's characters is, is just really fun to, to have played. Um, I don't know if I would have chosen anybody else if I, if I had to, uh i don't know nice. i could always swap with allison and then we could do the thing and then you could
3: be her. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it would have gone with the prosthetics though
9: <sighs> yeah platinum you gotta go ah, platinum.
8: Plano. uh
3: melissa how about
9: you i don't think i have a favorite line from this episode <laughs> i mean happy hunting if i can choose someone else's there
3: you go obviously
9: because it's gold and even reading the scripts, uh, I was uh, laughing every time at the end of hers, every single time. Uh, anything for myself, uh, I have uh, in this season. It would be something from Eddie Cobalt. I Ooh. like the DMV stuff, all the DMV stuff, because uh, that was I was the machine for the DMV, so that was all pretty funny. Um, nice. As far as other character for this, uh, probably um, what what is her name? The pirate. Oh, oh yes. Milana yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She would have been a lot of fun. Great character.
1: Great character. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so Lynn couldn't be here tonight. She's on an airplane right now.
9: Oh, I guess that's an excuse.
3: They have Wi-Fi on airplanes now. Can you imagine live streaming in <laughs> from an airplane? Oh, god, nightmare. Please don't anyone ever <laughs> just, do that. <sighs> yeah. Back yeah. Noise, <laughs> the background noise. Ugh. No, I'm I'm more thinking about the other people on the plane who would be driven insane <laughs> by <laughs> someone having a conversation during a live stream. <laughs>
10: Uh, Okay, Tien, how about you? I had a lot of panting and screaming and coughing. So for me personally, that was super fun. Um, My favorite line is happy hunting though, Blythe. Like that was so much fun to hear. Um, I do want to mention like Jonathan, like the music going into like the opening of each um, time, Blythe would like start talking about, you know, the hunting and the games and everything. Was it a fiddle or what was it like did you play that or
2: no no it's um i think it's a group called searcher um most of the time well i just i wanted so there's like the the hunter's guide is like a cross between like the hitchhiker's guide and the like the the bounty hunter show on cowboy bebop for me Mm -hmm. i was like those are the two things i was going to reference in it so i was like okay I, the first couple episodes have a little bit of like bluegrass hip hop, like a little bit of, I don't know what that's like, country hip hop. And so I was I was like, oh, okay, I, maybe I can use this as like a sound that always kind of like drives you into those. And it's like playful. It turns the sound, the music turns away from action music and becomes this like playful thing that always kind of reminds us that we're in this like adventure. So
10: I, I loved it every time. Like I heard, I'd be like, yes
3: it started <laughs> awesome all right uh pezza cousins do you guys have favorite favorite lines or so, other characters you would have been interested in
6: i'll say obviously my actual role was very brief my my favorite was john john had called me and he wanted me to work on some some extra stuff and he wanted me to help out with the creole stuff and i actually studied and i went on youtube and i was like oh this is gonna be great i lived in new orleans for a while i could do a creole accent and but unfortunately my those lines didn't make those were the uh, like the i felt like i had an assignment so i really worked hard on them
3: and it didn't make the cut
6: you didn't need it's all, right,
2: oh. it's all right it was a timing thing it was just it was just deadline stuff it wasn't oh. yeah I uh, sometimes i get into these like time binds and i just have to kind of like that's where a lot of my parts come from. It's just like, crap, I don't have anyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what accent haven't I done yet?
6: Yeah, yes, that's...
2: exactly. Space Australian, let's go.
3: Australian. <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, for another character. So I I feel like in the, over the last two years, it's a, a common theme. John sends me the script. I record my stuff here. I have a studio set up and I send it back and I kind of get this, dude, stop yelling. Stop being so angry because I'm a child of the 90s. So in my head, I'm always Jerry Stiller, George's dad. So I'm always yelling. <laughs> so I guess the only character, other character I could play in this story would be the gargantuan.
3: Nice. Nice. Good choice. Good, choice. Scott, Scott's slow <laughs> clapping for you too. All right, Scott, you're you're up.
5: I think my favorite line is either a grunt or a wheeze of some sort as I am being crushed and then sacrificing myself. Uh, for the ship to go go into FTL, um, if I could play another character, I'm thinking young Elise Blythe's character. Now maybe you just like pitch it up a bit, but we if we both kind of like scream a lot, I think I think that'll translate. I think I'd be pretty confident with that.
3: That that that's Tian's character, but yes, I He's would. He's an audio
5: master. You could.
3: That would that would no be
5: no, no. Uh, Oh, sorry, Tian. I yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
3: I feel like Jonathan could make that happen though.
2: I have many pitch shifters.
7: <laughs>
3: pitch shift I, le-
2: shifters. Le- yes, legitimately I think every every story I'm trying to find new like voice transformers and like plugins that are good. So I have I have like four or five different ones I use.
3: That sounds like an insult like ugh, you're such a pitch shifter. Both words sound wrong for some reason. <laughs> I'm going to use that on someone. Uh, Alyssa, let's do another check in with chat. How's everything going over there?
7: Chat is looking good. Um, no, the only question that we had was um, favorite part about the process. Um, if we want to do that one, I feel like sure. we've covered it a little bit. But yeah,
9: I mean, unless
3: if anybody has, has any story. favorite
7: moments. I yeah.
3: think, a Tiffany?
1: Every week I would get texts from Jonathan and Colin. <laughs> after the episode came out it was like did you listen to the episode yet Jonathan's would be did you listen to the episode yet and Collins would be like you were great in this episode (laughs) so I was like I'd always be like ah I haven't listened to it yet or I'm about to listen to it on my walk um so that was like a fun part where you know we were all so excited about hearing each other's work and stuff and getting to follow up and be like oh my god you were so cool you
4: did such a great job here Um, And in in her defense, I would text her probably 35 minutes after the email went out. (laughs) Have you listened yet? You know, and she'd be like, no, no, I have no, I have not listened.
3: Like unless she pushed play the moment that email arrived in her inbox, there was no way she had time to listen to it.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and Colin, you never sent her a text. I was like, you were eh, in this episode. Always,
1: <laughs> no, he always says that about himself. I'm like you were amazing. I mean, I was okay. and I'm <laughs> like, no, you were great too. Like you were great. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I couldn't even like validly say it. Cause I was like, I haven't even listened yet.
3: <laughs> amazing. All right. So we we are, we are, we are getting close on time. So I'm going to just do one last question to y'all and I'm going to go around the board. Quick thinking, y'all. Do you think he would survive on Jamal B.? I'm going to start with the cousins. Scott, you get to go first.
5: That's a no. <laughs> nice.
3: Just very definite. Jeremy?
6: I-, I think I would do all right.
3: Oh, yeah. Good. I like the confidence. I like it. Uh, Tian, how about you?
10: Definitely not. <laughs> no.
9: Yeah. Melissa? Do I get any of the weapons that came Ooh, to the planet? Cause like, feel,
7: yeah, let's say that you got
3: there the way that they got there. Yeah.
9: I, I, I'm pretty scrappy and pretty good with using my environment. So I, I think I'd make it if I had, if you just dropped me on a strange planet, no, I'm screwed.
3: But, <laughs> but like, so like, if I get all
9: their force fields and stuff.
3: You, you can make this. it happen. I you got, got some stuff. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Blythe.
0: I mean, listen, I'd give it a good go, but blood and injuries make me pass out. So, you know, When I lose consciousness, I'm getting it. it's just, it's happening. (laughs)
3: Nice. Jonathan Edelman.
8: I want to say yes. So bad, but absolutely not. Uh, I
3: like the self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany.
1: I think I would think I could like somehow communicate with like the beasts on the planet. Like I'd be like that one, I'm going to be able to tame it or something. And if it was the watcher, then maybe I could survive. But if it was one of like the beast things and I chose the wrong one, then I'd like probably die in a second because I don't think you can take them. But I would try. I would try. You would
4: try. I like it. Valiant. Colin. Uh, Well, knowing what I know now, I I have a shot because immediately I would start screaming for the watcher, you know, to protect Uh. me. So, so knowing what I know now, but it really, it's up to the watcher. I could, if the watcher chose to save me, but otherwise, no, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to beat the gargantua. Okay, no.
3: Real quick. Can you, can you just show us how you would scream for the watcher? What?
4: What? <laughs> like Yeah. Like just uh, as high pitch as I could, as I'm running as fast as I could. That is exactly how I
3: pictured it. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan Pezza. how about you?
2: Only if I get to write the ending.
3: Oh, of course. Happy hunting. Yeah. Happy hunting. No,
2: no, I, no, no one sur- like, that's the thing. Jamala, no one survives unless you're, unless you're lucky.
3: Oh, wow. There are very well,
2: few lucky people.
3: Alyssa, how do you feel? Would you survive?
7: Gosh, I think I would die pretty fast. I think <laughs> I would die pretty fast. Uh, I think I would run and they would get me.
3: Yeah, I, I personally think I would absolutely die eventually, but I think I could survive a little time just because I'm pretty good at hiding. Good, good. Just, <laughs> there'd be there would be no like taking charge of the situation. It would just be finding a hole in a tree and stacking up there until I either starve to death or something eats me. Yes, um,
2: I'd like to make it away that, from the I'd make it away from like the water, the water cats and the aqua spiders and then mm-hmm. just accidentally step on a Zeno road and, and just be done.
3: Oh damn, aqua spiders, my nightmare! Actually, no, I think my nightmare, my worst nightmare, would be something like fire spiders. But aqua spiders are like real close. Uh, Well, yeah. Thank (laughs) you all for joining us, Jonathan. Since this is the end of a pretty epic story, do you have anything that you want to finish with before we wrap it up here?
2: No, just just you know saying thank you to all of you guys. You know, it's been so amazing. So you guys really helped make this happened, made the show what it is. And so I, I couldn't be more grateful to you guys.
3: Okay. Well, that about wraps things up. Uh, I'd like to thank our guests for joining us tonight. Please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you are listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle at CM Anthology or check us out online at www.cmanthology.com. Our technical director tonight has been Death Queen Vex. The Curious Matter After Show is presented by FN Funny and the Knightsville Workshop and distributed by Realm Media. So until next time, I'm Allison
7: Nayslip. This is Alyssa DeVries, and we've been your hosts. Stay away from caves, and thanks so much for listening.
1: No one's going to end it with happy hunting? Happy
7: hunting!
9: (laughs) Tiffany, that's why they pay you the big bucks. (laughs) Missed opportunities.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.
10: In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting
11: than London, England. Free cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Sold! By Sherlock bloody Holmes of 221
4: B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now.
0: God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years.
4: The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224 Baker, or on our website, 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck.
0: What's the other 10%?
4: Luck.